Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about taking a happiness mindset journey. I'm delighted to welcome special guest Romana Hassenerl from Austria. Romana has worked in journalism and TV productions. Now she is an astrologer, an author, she hosts her own internet show, and she works for her own company, helping people find their way to happiness. You can reach Romana at her website, romanahassenerl.at, and at her Facebook group, Happiness Reloaded, and I'll include those links in the description. Welcome, Romana. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I am delighted to be talking about happiness and how much that matters. And I know as we talked just briefly before we got started, you've just finished getting over COVID and are still dealing with the after effects. And we're talking about being happy regardless of our circumstances, which is kind of magical. Some people think, I will be happy when... They think that first comes the external circumstances in our lives. I'm healthy. I look fantastic. You know, I'm the size that I want to be, the weight that I want to be. I have the money in my bank account, and then I will be happy. And yet your story, you've had lots of experiences that were awful, like your skydiving accident, and yet you have chosen to be happy. Would you be willing to share your story and why this matters to you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm more than happy to share my story. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, you you put it in a nutshell so perfectly right now that, um, first of all, you have to decide, I want to be happy. And I don't forget to tell um, my audience, the people in my Facebook group and my clients, um, please don't push yourself doing so, okay? If you have just a bad time, then don't... um, push yourself and say, I have to be happy, I have to be happy. No, that's not the right way. So be kind to yourself. That's one of the most important messages, in my opinion. Always be kind. You are like you are, right? If you're angry at the moment or frustrated or you feel overwhelmed, then this is the situation. Take a look at it and let it go. So this is one of the first things I'd like to Give people as a gold nugget, be kind to yourself, because then it's easy to be happy. And uh, I have to admit that I not all my life um, had this opinion. It's just that that triggered me when you said we are not the size we want to be. We are not, uh, we don't have the money we want to have. When I think back now, I was so uncomfortable and unhappy with myself when I was 20 right? Not slim enough, not this enough, not that enough. And now nothing is like these days, of course, but I'm the happiest person in the world. So there was a shift in life and that happened with a bad, bad skydiving accident. You wouldn't imagine that something like that can be a gift, right? So um, what happened was that it's, of course, a pilot's mistake. Most uh, skydiving accidents don't happen because the air is bad or something like that. It's a pilot's mistake, meaning I am the pilot. I made a mistake. And I crashed round from the height of 10 meters with no parachute, no working parachute. So um, I broke my spine. I was uh, traumatized, of course. 
in my body physically and mentally. And the moment I hit ground, which was really hard and I could hear my bones break, that was an awful noise. In that second, I realized that life is so precious and it can be over within a second. And you never know. Nobody knows, right? Before my life was all about, um, of course, skydiving was a big chapter, all about skydiving, work enough to earn enough money to do that skydiving stuff and be good at it and be in that group and belong to that group and function in your job, uh, try to be the best daughter in the world, uh, make your parents happy, make your partner happy, make everyone happy except yourself, mm. right? Most of the time we forget about ourselves. And in a very moment, hitting the ground, I'm, I realized that can be it. There has to be more in life, right? A fulfilling life story, um, something you want to give people, um, living your dream. What is your dream? What if it had been over, right? Have I done everything I wanted to do in life? No, I haven't. So that started a massive thinking process, a massive self-development process. And the funny thing is that I wasn't fully aware of that. It just started processing in myself. So for me, looking back, it's like kind of life wanted me on a very special track. I didn't get on this track. So life said, Hey, come on, I, let's help her, give her a little push. <laughs> a little right push, track. a little push out of an airplane. Here you go. Let's start the life that you were meant to live. Wow, what a mental image you've created there. Isn't that interesting how something so traumatic and tragic and breaking your spine and realizing that you are face to face with death? And recognizing, and that became this catalyst for change. I don't think usually when we are enduring something awful and traumatic, we look at it as a gift, as you mentioned, that this is an opportunity for me to do some self-reflection and some evaluation. Am I where I want to be? And I loved some of the things that you brought up about happiness. I loved that you talked about the first step is being kind to yourself because I think that that is so beautiful and being compassionate with yourself. This is the road to happiness, being kind and compassionate and even remembering that our needs and wants matter. I loved how you mentioned that we naturally, instinctively try to help make other people happy and please them. And we forget about ourselves, which in some ways you might think, oh, that's wonderful. You're being selfless, but it's not. It's making it so that what we have to give is not our best. And I also really, really appreciated that you said we should allow ourselves to feel our feelings. That if I'm sad, I can be sad. I don't have to pretend that I'm happy. Like the movie of Inside Out, how Joy was trying to, no, we're just supposed to be joyful all the time. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that true, authentic joy. And we can have that deep, 
joy and that self-fulfillment, even if we're having a bad day, even if we're sad, even if we're grieving, even if we're hurting, and knowing that those feelings are going to flow through us, and then they will pass on, and we will be deeper and richer because of it. We don't have to pretend to be happy in order to be joyful, right? That's exactly the thing. And that's what I call a happiness mindset. A, I always say it's like a thick mattress. Mm. And if you stumble in life, you just fall very soft on that big thing, that happiness mindset. It helps you to get over things that at first sight, of course, might look terrifying, overwhelming, too much. Um, it happened to me that I lost my job when I was 44. And that is, of course, overwhelming. And I would never, ever tell a client of mine, oh, just be happy. Life knows what it's doing. Ugh. People can't stand that talk if they are in an inner crisis. That's no good at all. And that's what I realized because I didn't expect it um, that I get fired. Oh, my God. That's like, <laughs> it was my dream job. And um, I thought I, I, I'd grow old there, right? Until I'm 65, we're going to sit there, be the director's assistant, and I love the job. And it's like very energetic. It's a fast job. That's what I like. And um, so when I got fired, uh, which really happened overnight, um, I was devastated. Um, I couldn't believe it. Um, the circumstances were weird and awful. No one talked to me. It was that situation you normally get in movies, right? You get back home a letter which says, bye-bye and good luck. <laughs> mm. So um, at the first moment, um, my feelings were like mixed. The first moment was shock. Again, a traumatizing situation. Uh, feeling lonely, lost, overwhelmed. But there was that kind of tiny happiness feeling. Oh, I'm free now. Gosh, I'm free. Interesting. Very interesting. So the first thing I did, booked some flights. So went to Iceland over Christmas and then to Turkey. And I thought, oh my God, I'm free. I can go everywhere <laughs> until the money was done right <laughs> oh darn it that money thing it always gets in the way <laughs> <laughs> because um i had savings normal savings like everybody would have at this age but um i couldn't find another job that was the problem and um after four months i decided to found my own company as i was an astrologer already i did a three years academy for astrologers and I thought, okay, that's the only possibility to do it. But nevertheless, I didn't have any clients. I just started from the scratch. And after two years, the money was gone, of course. So I had, um, I remember that day very well. Um, I had the, the money left for two months rent. And after that, it would have been over. And my income still after two years was very little. So um, I had three to four clients um, per month, <laughs> which is nothing. And I had started writing book, 
books because I thought, okay, I've got enough time now. At least I have enough time. I have no money at all, but enough time. I called myself a time millionaire then. And um, I found a publisher which was very large luck in, in Austria. It's hard to find publishers. And I published four books with that publisher, which is a real absolute lucky situation. And the funny thing was that still, after all that, after the skydiving accidents, 10 years passing by, working hardly on myself and everything, building and thinking, dreaming, I haven't got to the real vision. And I met, um, after almost two years, yeah, I met a guy, he calls himself Dream Developer. And he helps people developing their big visions. And I had met him the year I got fired. And he had asked me in a business meeting, what's your biggest dream? And I thought, come on, that's a business meeting. What are you doing here? <laughs> Funny person. And I said, oh, I want to travel as much as I want. But the problem is we just have five weeks of holidays in Austria, which is pretty much, I know, paid holidays. And uh, that's not enough. And he said, so why don't you quit and find something else? And that was four months before I got fired. Interesting. And I looked at him and said, come on, it's not possible. I thought this guy is completely out of mind. Then that happened. And I was so traumatized. Or for I forgot about that dream developer person. And I met him two years later. And went to him and said, you know, what I realized after two years of being scared, um, overwhelmed, frightened, after two years of being in that status, I realized, oh my God, I'm a, I'm a time millionaire. No, I can't travel. And with that shift, everything changed. And I still don't know why or how. I think that, again, life said, oh, okay, she's on track now. Now we can make it work. Go. Because I found um, in exactly in that year a big client that wanted texts from me for internet uh, search engine optimization texts for websites that paid pretty well. And I'm working for them since then. So this gave me the possibility to keep on traveling. I can travel. I, I travel and write. So it's not bound on some special place. Um, I earn enough money to do my book projects as well. And everything turned out fine. I was like, oh my gosh, sometimes you just have to follow your dream. Maybe it takes a while to find out what the dream is, what the vision is, what that, what you just said, this I'm joyful. Ah, I feel that joy. What brings me this joy? And the moment I got there, everything was like a flat road where I just had to move on. It's unbelievable. That's amazing. Yeah. How interesting that you had this meeting with this dream developer before the incident of losing your job. And he had a suggestion that I think he would be happier if you weren't working here. 
And yet at the time, your mind was, no, this is my present and this is my future. I'm going to stay here until I retire. And yet there was something better for you that was more fulfilling, that met your personal desires of, I would like to travel. I would like to be free. I would like to be able to do these things. And him suggesting something like, well, you could quit your job to most people sounds absolutely insane. No, 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 no. You don't quit your job to follow your dreams. And yet what happened is exactly that, that, well, if it's not going to be your choice, then let's have this happen by somebody else's choice that you now are are doing something else. And how brilliant that you were able to make a, a decision that I am a time millionaire. And you know, time is so precious. It's worth more than money because you can make more money, but you can't make more time. And how beautiful that you were able to recognize this is a good thing. Oh, you're amazing. So now if we go back, let's go to that moment where you said, you know, if you try to tell someone that who's in a bad place, just, just be happy. It's offensive. And so we have to take a kind of a gentler approach. So let's say we're talking to someone, maybe it's the former you, and you've just been fired and now you're overwhelmed and frustrated. What kind of wisdom can we give to someone who is in that place where they haven't made that mental switch yet that there is something beautiful that is, that is in store for me? I have a very good friend who talked to me and he was the only person I listened to in these days um, because he, I think he's wise, but he transports his wisdom in a very simple way. He's a carpenter. I always have to think of that Beatles song, if I were a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, and he said, Romana, I know that you are awfully sad and I know how you much how much you loved your job. It was all about that oh working for TV. It's a lovely job. I still say that. It's lovely. I enjoyed it. One of the most joyful things was after you've done a TV show, you go home, it's over. It's done. <laughs> you can't redo it. It's over. We did many live shows. So the moment you go home, it's over. You can be happy. And yeah, don't think about it because tomorrow there will be another show. So that was one of the very precious things in my job. And he knew all about it. And he said, I promise you from, from my deepest heart, there will come a day and it's not too far away where you will not only be thankful for being fired, no, you want to send a flowers. You want to send flowers to the person who fired you. Wow. And that picture was so funny for me. I started laughing. I could take it because if you're laughing, if you're in humor, you can take things better. And I said, Stefan, no, listen, maybe I will be grateful one day, but sending flowers, no way. Okay, let's keep it there. But he lifted me up with 
a humorous story. Funny thing was, after exactly 10 years, not 10, after nine years, he said, thinking back now, can you be grateful already? And I said, oh, I am. I'm so grateful I got fired. I'm so happy because with my book projects, I got interviewed by ex-colleagues. So I went back to the place and I was an interview partner now. And I looked at all those massive, sad faces. And I saw that not even nothing had changed in the job situation in the sense of that might be nicer to work there. Because it's always a, a difference between do you like your job because of the doing or because of the surroundings. And the surroundings never were very nice. So that hasn't, hasn't changed. And the other thing is the working situation even got worse. And I saw that and colleagues told me, oh, you can't be so happy you're not here anymore. It's awful. It's awful like this. They were whispering. They were scared. Oh, my God. And I was so grateful. I thought, oh, my gosh, how happy can I be? I'm not here in this job anymore. And now it's... um. Hold on, it's 11 years now since I've been fired. And I, I just called Stefan a few days ago and I, I told him, listen, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm now, I like to send flowers. Now, after 11 years, I'm there. I want to send flowers because this person should know um, that no matter if he meant it mean or good or meant nothing at all, that I am in a much better situation now. Wow, what an incredible experience. How amazing that you were able to go back to the TV studio, this time you're on the other side of the camera, and to be able to see their faces and to recognize, you know, I am in a better place. I am happier. I am successful. I am all the things that I want to be. And I'm truly grateful. What an amazing opportunity of insight that you were able to have. And I thought your comment when Stefan said, nine years later, are you, are you feeling happy about this already? And the word already kind of just caught me. It's like nine years seems like kind of a long time. And yet, I guess in our lives, it really is short to be able to say, within this time, I transformed into something beautiful. And if you had stayed, which was your original intent, I'm just going to stay here until I retire, you would never know what was on the other side. But you had to go through some ups and downs to be able to get there. I'm so glad that you had a wonderful friend to be able to help you to laugh and to see it with a different perspective. And I also love that you mentioned there weren't a lot of people that you were willing to listen to at that point. Because I so agree with that. We're not always ready to listen to to someone, maybe because of their message or maybe because of the presentation and who is delivering it. But there was something special about him that made you be willing to open your mind to listen. And I would love to be that kind of person. Someone that 
that people are willing to listen to when they're not in a good place. Can you help us understand what he did that made him feel safe to you? First of all, um, it's because I know him and I, I gave him that position, of course. I think he's wise. The other thing was the humorous touch of the whole story. So I think, again, that uh, joyful, humorous, happy sight of things helps us a lot. And, yeah, this got me, that was mostly the thing that got me. Because all the other persons I've been talking to, and these weren't many, were very serious about always trying to give me not, I don't call that support, it's more... Why don't you do this and that? So um, they came up with the job ideas. I thought, did you ever listen to me in the Mm. last 40 years like this? Of course, they they wanted to be helpful. Um, People came up with with that saying, I don't know if you say it the same in, in English, but if one door closes, another will open. And I thought, oh, my God, that must be a storm outside if it goes like bam, 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 <laughs> like this. <laughs> because it's not true. Um, it's not true when you are in that situation that you, first of all, see the opening doors. And it's not true that they instantly open. Sometimes it takes its time. But I realized that many people don't have the time to listen to a desperate person. They can't stand it when people are sad. And that's why they start saying stuff like that. So I think the most helpful thing with this friend was that he could stand it. I even cried. I I guess I never in my life cried that much in a row um, because of that job. And that wasn't about the money. It was really about, oh, my God, I love it so much. Um. I think that gave me a lot of insight of how I work with people nowadays that I know if someone starts crying, which happens in astrological sessions. Um, I'm, I'm doing psychological astro- astrology, which is more like a coaching session. And of course, people sometimes open up and then start crying. But I would never, ever... Um, try to stop that in saying quickly stuff like, oh, this is going to be better in a few days. Come on. No, it will not. Don't, don't tell this. Or I, I'd never go and, and say, it's all right. It's all right. No, because in that moment, that sadness and those tears need their space. Wow. And when they get it, then this person can go into healing and getting happy. Oh, that is so beautiful. What wisdom you have shared. And I love this clarification between being supportive and giving advice. And the advice is stop feeling what you're feeling. Let me fix you. Let me solve your problems for you. Don't burden me with any discomfort of having to sit with you 
and I'm not really going to listen to you. Just let's just fix your problem and you move on. And with being supportive, it was he didn't try to solve your problems. He trusted you that you could solve your problems. And I think that's empowering. And I also think he wasn't afraid to to sit with you and allow you to feel your feelings. He didn't try to rush you through or brush you aside. What a what a treasure you have in having a friend like that. That is beautiful. Well, thank yeah. you for all of your wisdom. Do you have anything you want to make sure that we cover before we close today? Ah, yeah. I have one thing and I have to uh, like take a look at that word document because I want to say this sentence right. <laughs> and because this is a wonderful sentence a friend of mine gave me um, on Sunday. She said, we, we tend to um, ask ourselves if we are working with uh, happiness, right? We tend to tell ourselves, um, uh, if something bad happens, um, let's think of maybe we could uh, shift it into another perspective or it's getting better. Or And she said, why don't we say, how can this be the best thing that ever happened to me? Not what if this would be the best thing. How? And I like this very much because um, I, I, instantly on Sunday, I had a very weird situation. So we had the talk. She gave me that sentence. I had a weird situation. Um, I had um, I had to travel for 200 kilometers. And uh, when I when I arrived at the place, I realized that I forgot my whole office stuff back home. Meaning no computer, no phone, no charging cable, nothing. Oops. So <laughs> I wanted to stay there for five days originally, but I had to drive back the same evening because I had some appointments coming up on Monday, Tuesday, and today. And then that sentence came back to me because, first of all, I felt angry with myself. Right? How could you? You forgot the most important stuff. Why didn't you just forget your toothbrush or your jeans or whatever? But you forgot your office. It's in one case, right? It's a suitcase full of office stuff. <laughs> and it just sat back there home waiting for me, packed. <laughs> um, so first of all, got angry. And then I hopped back into the car and said, bye-bye. Okay, go back home again. Another two and a half hours on the road. And then this sentence came back up to me and I called a very old friend of mine. I know him for over 30 years and had one of the most beautiful talks, the most, I don't know, deep going talk I had for weeks. And I thought that it is. How can I make this situation the best that could happen to me? I did it. I called this old friend. We had a wonderful talk with some insights I'm still thinking of today. And I came back home and thought, okay, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm back home again. I had a lovely time on the road. That's how happiness could work. Wow. And it has to do with looking for it. 
And I think when we look for things, we tend to find them. Thank you. Thank you for your wisdom, and I'm glad that things worked out for you. I really appreciate you visiting with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Wonderful. It's been a pleasure. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by the Buddha. He said, There is no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. Today, I invite you to walk the path of happiness. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Linda's Corner, please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. I also invite you to check out my nonprofit, Hope for Healing, at the website hopeforhealingfoundation.org for free ebooks, free audiobooks, and other free resources to help increase happiness, build confidence and self esteem, strengthen relationships, manage stress, and calm feelings of depression and anxiety. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed A Journey Through Depression, or Amazon bestseller You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner.